0: Welcome back to the Unraveling Podcast, everyone. I am so thankful you are here. Today is the start of a brand new series that I'm super excited about called The World Versus The Word. The topics we will be discussing comes from the request of many of you listeners, so thank you so much for your input. If you haven't yet, I would be so honored if you would subscribe, rate or review the podcast, and share it with any of your friends who you think would like it. In today's podcast, we are going to be discussing something we all want, and that is peace. And so we're going to talk about how the world looks at peace and defines peace and how the word does too. And I just hope by the end of this, you will feel so encouraged and understand that peace is something that you absolutely have access to. Even if life is crazy chaotic, even if life is painful right now, even if you have babies crawling all over you, and all the things, you can have access to peace. You do have access to peace. So I hope you guys enjoy, and let's get started. When you think of the word peace, what do you think of? What comes to mind for you? When have you felt at peace? The idea of peace is so attractive to us humans, especially when we are feeling overwhelmed or anxious or even when we're feeling down. We want to feel at ease. We want to feel settled. And so in our world, we talk about feeling peaceful. For example, we might be having a cup of coffee and sitting by a fireplace and say, ah, this is so peaceful. Or maybe it's taking a bathtub with candles and a glass of wine or something and saying, ah, this is, this is what peaceful feels like. I think what's interesting, though, is in our culture, I think we tend to confuse peace with calmness or relaxation because there is a difference. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to feel relaxed and to feel calm. Those are great things and they're good for our mental health, and so I am not saying we shouldn't do those things. But I do want to just suggest that um, peace is not what our culture has created it to be. Peace is something that's different. Um, Peace is something that we actually can't obtain on our own. We cannot um, change our environments or change our mindsets to create peace in us. We can't manipulate our lives enough or other people enough to create peace within us. We don't create peace because peace is a person. And so in Ephesians 2.4, it literally says, Jesus is peace. And in the Bible, he is referred to as the Prince of Peace. And so when we think of peace, we shouldn't be thinking about a vacation spot or um, some sort of place we've been to before or some sort of object or something we're doing. When we think of peace, we should think of the face of Jesus, the man of Jesus, who is peace himself. And the other misconception about peace is that we will experience it when everything is right, that we will have peace when we figure out what job we want or when um, we start a family, which is so funny um, that we think that before having a family, which causes so much more chaos in a beautiful way. Um, But we think of peace as like this place we get to once things are figured out. But that's actually not what the word says at all. The word talks about peace in a way that we can have it at any time, no matter what's happening in our life, no matter where we are, no matter how sad or broken or um, down we feel, even if we're in the midst of anxiety or in an argument with somebody or just feel like we are at rock bottom, we still have access to peace because we have access to Jesus. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. It does not say, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace when you have your career figured out and when you know what the future looks like. Because, spoiler alert, you will never know what the future looks like. And so as I thought about this topic of peace, I wanted to be able to Give something tangible to the listeners that could potentially help them in understanding how we get to obtain this peace of Jesus. Clearly, it means we need to go to Him because He is peace. So, if we want peace, we need to be going to Jesus for it and not to other things. But as I was doing some research on peace and kind of looking through the word, um, I found something interesting. And it really, in three different verses, I found kind of right back to back. It appears that when We do what's right, we experience peace. When we do what's right, we experience Jesus. So here are just three examples from the book of Psalms. So Psalms 34, 14 says, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. It's interesting, isn't it, that it says turn from evil and do good, and then it says seek peace and pursue it, as if in order to seek peace and pursue it, we need to turn away from evil and do good. And then I was in Psalms 84, and I saw that it said, Righteousness and peace kiss each other. So again, doing what's right kisses peace. Interesting. And then again, in Psalms 119, 165, it says, Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. All right, you guys. So sometimes these kinds of things are hard for me to talk about, because when I'm saying this stuff, it sounds like I'm saying you need to do everything right in order to obtain peace. Clearly, that's not possible, and none of us are going to do everything right, and Jesus has given us so much and gives us so much grace and forgiveness. He is not expecting any of us to be perfect because we cannot be perfect. We need him so desperately, so that's not what I'm saying. But if you're anything like me and you have done things in your life that you knew was not glorifying to God, and you knew it wasn't what you should be doing, you probably have felt a lack of peace. And I know that I have experienced that many times in my life, for years at a time, in fact, when my life was lacking in peace, and I continued to kind of go against God's plan for me and what he was calling me to. And so naturally, that brought about a lack of peace, because I was essentially separating myself from him, the man of peace. So maybe you've experienced that, too, or maybe have you ever done something that you knew was right, that like you knew you should do it, even though you really, really didn't want to? And because you did it, even though there might have been some things that were hard about it, you still felt a sense of peace. Um, you still knew like that was the right thing, and it, peace is what you got from it, even if you didn't want to do it. Maybe like ending a relationship you needed to end even though you didn't want to end it or um, maybe it was apologizing to somebody or asking for forgiveness even though you didn't want to do it and um, it might have not have been fun. It could have been really awkward but still from it you um, had a sense of peace and that peace is Jesus. He enters into those moments when we choose to do that. And so, if we are running around doing whatever we want and hurting ourselves and hurting other people, we're we're not going to have peace. I learned that firsthand, and maybe that's pretty obvious, but I think it's an important note to make. And that's not to say that Jesus is um, a God who gives and takes away peace. He's not taking peace from us when we don't experience it. In fact, in john fourteen twenty seven it says, peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid So just like Jesus's love and grace and forgiveness he's not changing his mind he doesn't take things away from us but we do have the choice of whether or not we're walking towards him or walking away from him based on what we do So an example from my own life is I can remember, very clearly feeling called to end a relationship I was in. It wasn't a super healthy relationship because I wasn't very healthy at that time in my life, but I can remember feeling very much like I needed to end that relationship even though I really, really didn't want to. It was comfortable. I didn't want to be alone. Um, There was good things to it, of course, but I, I just knew that I was supposed to. And I can remember doing it, ending the relationship and leaving and feeling both like heartbroken, but also this sense of peace just washing over me. Looking back now, I'm obviously glad I did it because it led me to my husband, but at the time, I couldn't see how that was going to be good. I just knew that I was being called to do this thing, and the result was that I did experience the Lord's peace. And I just wanted to mention that because I think it's important to add that peace does not mean that everything is going super smoothly or that everything is happy-go-lucky, Peace is a person and we have access to him anytime, no matter what circumstance we are in. And the word says that his peace will transcend all of our understanding. Like his peace is so powerful that it won't even make sense to us that we're experiencing peace in times that peace kind of doesn't make sense. And that's just how Jesus works. He is bigger than our circumstances. And so I want to encourage you to take a look at your life, and I'm going to ask you three questions that I want you to take some time to think about. And the first question is, am I doing things in my life that are leading me away from peace? So are there things in your life that you are doing that just you know in your heart you're not supposed to be doing it? It It's not settled. You can feel maybe it's conviction, or you can feel... Um, Just something coming up inside of you that like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing and I want you to just consider that What would it look like to stop that and how could you get that out of your life? I'm going to be completely vulnerable with you guys and just say that one thing in my life right now that I know is not leading me towards peace or towards Jesus is some of the things I follow online and specifically Instagram and just Recently, I actually went through and unfollowed some people, not because they're doing anything wrong, but because where my heart was at, um, I found myself comparing myself to them and feeling really bad about myself, and I know that is absolutely not what Jesus is calling me to do, and so for me, even something like that, like taking the step of unfollowing and not spending my time looking at those kinds of things, um, that is going to help me come to a place of being able to experience Jesus's peace because I don't have these other things from the world getting in the way. And so that's just a little example, but think about that in your own life. What kinds of things might be leading you away from peace? And then going off of that, the second question would be, what things am I running to to find peace? Are there people in your life that you're running towards to find a sense of peace? Are there, um, Is there an image you're trying to make or get in your life that you think will bring you peace? What is it that you are running to that's not Jesus? And I just want you to take some time to consider that about how the enemy might be a part of this. He might be trying to convince you that that is where your peace will be found, um, but it's not true. It's a lie because nothing else is peace besides Jesus. So if you have this goal in mind of like, okay, once my body looks a certain way, or once I make this much money, or once I have this in my life, then I can feel at peace. I want you to reconsider that. And then the third question would be, what would it look like to believe Jesus is the source of peace in your life? Maybe you've already known this, that Jesus is peace himself. What would it look like in your life to actually believe that, that he alone is where you will find peace. How would things be different in your life? And so I just want to leave you guys with a few truths to just think about. If you need to write them down, write them down somewhere just so you can remember this. But the first one is that Jesus wants you to experience the fruits of his spirit. Those being peace. He wants you to have peace. He's not trying to hide that from you. He's not trying to get you to become good enough for it. He wants you to have that. And in order to have um, the fruits of the Spirit, we need to be with the Spirit. We need to be with Jesus. We need to um, spend time with Him. We can't just expect to have the fruits of the Spirit if we're not spending time with Him. The second truth is that Jesus has a good plan in store for you. And I know that that's super cliche. But literally, you could not be born into this world without Jesus thinking of you before time you were already thought of before time and when he thought you up he put a plan with your life and so you can worry and fret and freak out about what the future holds but it really doesn't do you any good because he already he already has every single one of your days numbered he knows everything that happens and he has a good plan in store for you and that's why that's the that's why he is peace He's the only one that knows anything about the future. He's the only one that we can trust um, when things feel so uncertain. He is peace. He is the one who can provide us with this, that like we don't need to know the future. It's okay because he does. The third truth is that he already has victory over the enemy who wants to destroy your peace. The enemy will never stop fighting to try to steal your peace from you. That is just a part of this life on earth. That's a part of having the enemy around. He will want to take that from you and destroy it because when we get to experience the peace of God, it is the most incredible feeling. And it's you can't come back from it. Once you've experienced that, It's there's nothing like it in the world. And so the enemy is going to want to destroy that or prevent us from ever experiencing that. And so we need to be aware of that too. And then finally, I want to leave you with the th- the truth that God is a God of provision. He knows what you need even more than you do. And so when you're praying and asking him for these things that you think will give you peace or these things that you think you need in your life, and I do this all the time too, I pray these things and then I have to remember that I actually don't know what I need. He knows what I need. The Spirit knows what I need. Um, And I don't. And so as of late, my prayers have been changing from, hey God, I want this, please do this, this would be so great, um, to something more like, God, please change my heart and help me grow in my faith to just know that you already have this whole thing figured out and help me just follow your leading and your, your direction. And so just as a final note, if you are seeking peace, if peace is something that feels like is lacking in your life, Please run to Jesus. Go spend time with Jesus. Open up his word. Peter 3.11 says, Let him search for peace and seek it eagerly. We are to be seeking Jesus. And when we seek Jesus, it says that we will find him. And we will be able to experience this beautiful thing called peace that we can only get in him and from him. And that is my prayer for you, friends, that this week, even today, that you will just experience Jesus in a whole new way, that you will, maybe even for the first time in your life, actually understand and feel what it's like to get to experience true peace, peace that is not wavering, peace that is not circumstantial, peace that is just, it's consistent and steady, and it's always flowing to us through him. He is always ready to give us peace. We just need to seek it out and seek him out. And so I pray that's what you do. I pray that, again, you will experience him in a new way. So thank you guys so much for listening. I am so thankful that you take the time out of your busy lives to listen, especially when there's like 18 billion other podcasts out there. It really means a lot. And just as a reminder, if you want to follow along for more, um, please feel free to follow my blog page on Facebook, which is The Unraveling Blog with Kelly Becquera, or find me on Instagram at Kelly kellybecquera. And if you could subscribe and especially rate or review the podcast, that would mean so much to me. It really helps the podcast be seen by other people. So thank you so much in advance, and thank you to all of you who have already done that. It it helps me a lot, and I'm just really grateful. I will see you guys next week. Well, I won't see you, but I will be talking to you next week. And please let me know if you have any feedback, anything that you're really wanting to hear more about. I'm always happy to hear and just want to serve my people. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye.